0: From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 137 of the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson. Today, I'm talking about shame, And my experiences with shame when I was struggling with health anxiety, feeling like I was a burden, and unconsciously, this is the thing, unconsciously, I saw the pain I was causing to the people around me. And that was, and mainly is, the reason why I was feeling shame. Because when I was suffering and I was exuding this negative energy to the people I was coming into contact with, I saw their faces harden and I saw them more concerned and stressed. Their stress levels go up. And then unconsciously, I took that in and deep down knew that, yeah, everyone that I come into contact with don't doesn't even wanna be around me. They don't want to associate themselves with me. And so I wanna talk about that. But before I do, I wanna go over your comments on last week's podcast, which was all about the list of requirements and you all found it to be extremely useful. So I'm grateful for your comments. And Alex Chapman leaves a comment saying, you described my mornings to a T. I immediately check in on my symptoms and that snowballs my what if thinking. Thanks Brad for this episode. Thanks, thank you Alex for uh, your comment. Ivy Miller says, I think the appearance of normalcy that you described is what puts the additional anxiety on myself. The stress of gaining control over how I feel and looking like I am 100% cool takes its toll on me. Oscar leaves a comment saying, What's beautiful about your show is that I realize unconscious habits that I never knew existed. Now I can work on them. Now they have come to light. Beautifully put, Oscar, and thank you all for your comments. If you want to leave a comment that will be put on the show, you can do that by going to the YouTube channel, The Anxiety Project, and I post the podcast video version's there, so you can check it out, you can leave me a comment, I may put it on the show, or you can go to UnplugAnxiety.com, like most people do, and you can send me a comment under contact, and there, it'll go directly to my email, and I can put your comment on the show if you want me to, so I appreciate that. Now, let's get into this episode. I want to describe to you the definition of shame from the Oxford Dictionary. It says, embarrassed or guilty because of one's actions, characteristics, or associations. Now, in my past, there was a buildup of past actions that became my normal, of things that I would do that made me feel weak. So I would do things during the day, say things, I would act out the victim role that made me feel weak and that became my normal, feeling that way. And I see it all the time, clients who come over to my coaching, one-on-one coaching sessions, and they say, Brad, I've been feeling like this for years months and it's because their actions what they say their reactions have become so automated that now this pain that they're in has become their new normal and you see this all the time people who reach their low points in a rut unable to change their ways their actions it's so automated And when I stopped watching pornography, I then realized that there was this underlying guilty feeling and shame associated with that act. It's only when you decide to stop doing that action that you come to realize that there's another perspective, there's another way of acting. And that past action was associated to the pain that Snowballed you, the the pain that kept you in that rut, and uh, I think it was Oscar. Said uh, who left a comment on last week's episode said, "I can now work on the habits that have now come to light," and so that's one of the reasons why you like yourself is listening to this podcast is to learn and maybe expand on what you already know into the domain of the unknown and to incorporate that new information into your life and then realize, hey, I've been doing this thing Brad has been talking about that I didn't realize because it's been so unconscious. When I was suffering from health anxiety, all those coping strategies that I would engage in daily magnified the weak view I had over myself it enhanced it. I used to see myself as this dependent person who needed emotional support to get through life. I needed that. That was one of my coping strategies that became such a habit. And then that habit became automated. And little did I know that the things that I was doing daily were were contributing to the anxiety I was feeling. And the burden I would be upon my family made me unconsciously feel guilty about my life choices, about what I was saying, about what I was doing. That deep down, I caused this, but feeling so out of control that I believed this is how it's always going to be. I felt like I had no control over this it was something way bigger than me it was like i was the puppet and there was some puppet master working me and then that's where you see people who have this set mindset right this is who i am i'm always going to be like this you're i'm always going to do this i'm always going to say this having this set mindset that things are just going to be like this forever and things are not going to change and they start and they keep doing the same actions repeating those same actions and they still manifest those negative results and this is what made me feel stuck is having that mindset the same pain the same suffering day after day and month after month left me with the feeling of This is never going to end. Einstein has a great quote saying, Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And so that's where my recovery became, well, began, sorry, is when I reached rock bottom. I found someone online, I found a role model, somebody who was suffering the same way, who was speaking my language and has overcome the same pain I was going through. And so that was it for me. Meeting somebody who felt the same feelings I felt, suffered from the same panic I was suffering from, suffered from the same health anxiety, was ruminating about the same diseases I used to ruminate over, connecting with that person. And then once you connect with that person, learn from them, what did they do to overcome this? Study them. What do they look like? Because you are who you hang around. And that applies to things online as well. So if you're watching silly youtube videos about guys who are living this peter pan lifestyle you're unconsciously absorbing their personalities and you're basically telling your own self that this is what you value so if you start to watch these powerful inspirational people on youtube or listen to their podcasts about what they did to overcome their life challenges, what they do on a regular basis that has improved their life, then you unconsciously absorb that information and your life gets 1% better. Then it gets 2% better. And then you start to implement their behaviors. And then it, begets, and then it starts to get 5% better. And then in a one year's time, you look back at the beginning process and you say to yourself, I am nowhere near the same guy I used to be or girl I used to be, right? That's powerful. If you change your actions, then you replace the shame. You replace the guilt with self-respect and freedom. That you choose to voluntarily fight with the monsters you have been running away from for a long time. So first, this is what I want you to do. I want you to sit somewhere, quiet, and I want you to ask yourself, and I want you to really mean this. Is there anything that I am doing daily that I know to be wrong but can't seem to stop doing? since I didn't have a strong moral foundation beneath me, my mind would fight back this question. Like, I would come up with a bunch of answers to this question, but then my mind would fight back and say, how do you know that this is even wrong? Because I didn't have a strong moral foundation beneath me when I first started this recovery journey. And... The reason why my mind would come back with this comeback, how do you know, Brad, that this is even wrong? I knew that my mind is trying to stick with what is already familiar to it, what it already knows, because that's the path of least resistance. Your mind, your unconscious, wants to take the path of least resistance, And I then thought to myself, well, my life is not going so well, right? So I want to just go back a a couple steps here so it all makes sense to you guys. And I'm sure it does. I just want to re-clarify so you ask yourself, you know, what am I doing daily that I know to be wrong, but I can't seem to stop doing. And then your mind generates a bunch of things. Yeah, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And it's, it's hard to face those, those truths. And since those truths are very difficult to confront, your mind will come back and say, well, how, Brad, how do you know those things are, that you're doing is wrong? But, and like I said before, I didn't have that moral foundation. So then I was thinking, well, My mind wants to stick with what it already knows because new information is painful. New information is difficult. You got to walk out into the unknown and gather that new information. And so at this point in my life, I reached rock bottom. Nothing was working for me. And I knew that those habits my mind generated were wrong and They were manifesting the negatives in my life. And if everything in my life right now is manifesting pain, then you have to take a habit, at least one habit that you know to be wrong, and then change it. And that's your Mount Everest that you need to climb, that's your dragon. If you wait around for change to come, then you'll be waiting the rest of your life. Because I remember in my early 20s, I was waiting around for change. I thought things would happen. I was lucky enough to, you know, get this job or my life would be happier tomorrow. I was just waiting around. I wasn't doing anything. I was just in my own bubble. And you need to update the computer or it's going to be outdated. And that was my life. I was reaching my mid 20s, still acting like a 19 year old. I wasn't updating my computer. My being itself was outdated. And the people around me, I I recognized that when relatives would ask, hey, Brad, you know, what are you doing in your life? And, you know, like, where are you in your life? And, you know, and, and, and I saw in their eyes that, oh, this guy hasn't changed. He's still acting the same way he did when he's 19. He's not really doing much. And they saw that. And I would even try and lie. Oh yeah, I'm doing this and things are going great with this. And yeah, but deep down, I knew they noticed, oh, this guy's not doing anything. He's still the same guy. He's still acting the same way, talking the same way. People know, people see, and people don't want to hang around a 30 year old, 20 year old. You're outdated you have to outdate you have to update that model all right self respect comes from discipline and strengthening the mind by doing things that challenge you things you really do not want to do but i tell my clients all the time who are terrified of their negative thoughts to sit with them to not run away from them. They can control you or you can take the sword and shield that you have and fight back. Challenge those negative thoughts. If this, if this symptom or feeling kills me, let it kill me. So what? If, it go, if this plane goes down, The plane goes down. A great technique I suggest to my clients is the what-if switch instead of what if it is cancer? What if I do have a heart attack? What if I do throw up? What if this pain is a serious disease? Switch it. What if it isn't cancer? What if it isn't this serious disease? What if I am just stressed, and this is causing this symptom, this feeling within me. This technique is so effective because it's breaking patterns. You have to break those patterns. Your brain is made up of all kinds of different webbed circuits, and one circuit is so strong over the symptom you're ruminating over the symptom that you're ruminating over has built up this huge fear, tendril-like pathway, and you have to lessen that pathway by creating a new pathway, right? So when you start to look at your symptom and challenge your symptom, you're, you're lessening that huge dragon down and shrinking it down, and you do this over time, it becomes a baby dragon, and then when it becomes a baby dragon, you're you just step on that thing and it's, it's gone. It's not such a big threat to you anymore. So the more you challenge your thinking, the more you lessen the weight and the girth of that dragon. Really powerful. Challenge your thoughts. I reject that thought. That's not who I am. I don't believe in that thought. If you feel ashamed for playing this victim of anxiety, set an aim, set a goal. What is your goal? Is your goal to overcome this dragon in your life, to heal and to overcome this monster? Then do what it takes to reach that aim. Follow the podcasts, follow the videos, and to remember that your actions every day determine what you value. This is your dragon. And with every dragon, there is gold waiting to be taken. And this is where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Lastly, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's Powerful Anxiety Recovery Program is now available at unplunganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.